This episode is brought to you by Dietz and Watson. Uh, Molly, it's time we have the talk about hot dogs. Oh, oh, okay. Well, hey, (laughs) I'm looking for a hot dog that's the real deal, Matthew. Like a classic hot dog that like when you think of like the platonic ideal of a hot dog, Mm -hmm. I recommend Dietz and Watson's Dietz Dogs. Ah, well, I've heard that they're handcrafted and made using only Dietz and Watson premium meat. I can vouch for this because Dietz and Watson sent us a big box of hot dogs and other delights. And wife of the show, Lori, and I had them for dinner last night. We had uh, the classic beef Dietz dogs with uh, toasted buns with sauerkraut and pickled jalapenos and Dietz and Watson ballpark style yellow mustard. Do you think you'd recommend Dietz and Watson hot dogs for fried rice? Oh, yeah. Fried rice with some sliced hot dogs. I'm going to be doing that soon. Wife of the show, Lori, is going to be making the hot dog flour buns from Christina Cho's cookbook, Mooncakes and Milk Bread. Very excited for this. Mm, And I'm especially pleased because Dietz and Watson does things the right way. So this means like no additives, no fillers, no artificial flavors, no cutting corners. You can feel good about this stuff. Dietz and Watson. It's a family thing since 1939. Shop now at Dietz slash the right way. That's Dietz, D-I-E-T-Z, and Watson.com slash the right way. I'm Matthew. And I'm Molly. And this is Spilled Milk, the show where we cook something delicious, eat it all, and you can't have any. Today, we are talking about boba. Yes, and this episode was suggested by pretty much everybody, and it's taken us too long to get around to it. And the sad thing is, is we're recording it on a Monday morning, but it's too early for the local like boba shop to be open, so we're not going to be drinking any boba while we record this. Yeah, it's it's interesting. There's like, uh, you know, I noticed this like after I started uh, going to traveling to Asia that there's like uh, American cafe and bakery hours and then there's east asian cafe and bakery hours and like so an american bakery opens at like 6 30 a.m and a a japanese or you know taiwanese bakery or cafe opens at like 10 or 12 oh okay so so the boba shop is operating on the east asian time right so there's two boba shops within like a five minute walk of my apartment and both of them open at noon okay but wait let's think about this because boba like people don't Go get boba the way they go get coffee. That's boba true. is a like sweet treat, right? That's, that's totally fair. I mean, it's not like I'm going to go get yeah. There, my morning there are also boba. like I, I think I'm, I'm conflating like different things. But I also, think like, you in, are. in Japan, there are like you know tea cafe like non non boba tea cafes and like you know uh, patisserie shops that open at like ten or eleven a.m. Okay, okay, fair. Okay, well, we just caught Matthew in a gross exaggeration. That yep. was gross. It won't. <laughs> that was super gross, and it won't be the last time. <laughs> okay. Um, Matthew, I'm going to lead off with with Memory Lane here because I don't have much of Memory Lane. I definitely learned about boba tea or, you know, about bubble tea, also known as boba, Mm -hmm. uh, at some point after moving to Seattle, which was 20 years ago. Yeah. So I think it was probably while I was still in grad school because I think of the university district and the, the Ave, which is what we call University Avenue. Here in Seattle, uh, I think of the Ave as like the original location of like boba tea shops. I think that's true. And like, you know, if there's going to be a new like a new chain from Taiwan showing up in Seattle, like probably their first Seattle outpost is still going to be in the U District Mm -hmm, mm -hmm. uh, because students, college students love boba. But I don't remember the first time I ever had it. And I think that I have had it more in the last year 
than any other time because, sure. or than any, you know, than, than the total of all years before because my kid is really into boba. My kid is too. And like, not even as much as some of their friends are. Like the, the teen, the college, the uh, high school students are also just like, you know, going for bubble tea is like a thing you do. I wish that, uh, so when I was in high school, uh, as I've mentioned on the show before, you know, it was like peak early espresso drink era. Oh, yeah, yeah, of peak course. Peak early espresso drink era. Yeah, P-E-E-D-A, P- e- <laughs> uh, e- P-E-D-A. Yeah, so there was a peak in the early espresso era, and <laughs> right. then there was the real peak. It's like foothills. <laughs> I'm, I'm drawing the, the graph summit. in my mind. <laughs> yeah, okay. Yeah. Anyway, we used to go out to, like, the only coffee shop that we knew of uh, in Oklahoma City, and it was called Medina's. Okay. Or Medina's. Medina's? I can't remember. <laughs> I'm all messed up now. But anyway... I would get uh, like a mocha and then there'd be an open mic night and and I would read poetry there. (laughs) So good. Anyway, I really wish that Boba Places cultivated this kind of embarrassing open mic night culture for the teens of today. Oh, that would be great. And like, you know, like, singing like k-pop songs and stuff yeah like, um i uh there, there's an open mic that a friend told me about at the at the fremont abbey um I believe that they it. do they do once a month and i've been trying to like get up the courage to like go play a song there oh that seems so right you yeah. should go i would come watch you okay yeah so uh i have a little boba memory lane i also don't remember the first time i had it but it was definitely in seattle and almost certainly either, either in the u district or the international district okay but I have been to one of the two cafes in Taiwan that claims to have invented boba. Now you're just showing off. Yeah. God, you're such a jerk. Uh-huh. So uh, there are, well, we'll get into this in the in the history, but um, there are uh, two two cafes in Taiwan, each of which claims to be the originator of, uh, of boba. And uh, the one I've been to is the one in Taichung, which is called uh, Chun Shui Tong. It's a really beautiful, like, cafe, like, restaurant tea house. Uh, I had uh, the black sesame milk tea, and it was delicious. Was it, like, better than any other pub I've ever had? No, but it was a, it was a delightful experience. I have a question. So you say it was, it was beautiful, like a tea house. So did it... You know, most boba places in Seattle, at least, are designed to appeal to young people. Yeah, I would this say. is a totally different aesthetic. A lot okay. of exposed wood. Oh, yeah, like like one might think of in an East Asian tea house. Yeah, okay. like probably there was some teak involved. And, um, and wait, did the boba come? So you know, I always think of boba coming in like a tall plastic cup with like a thin plastic lid that's sealed on top, and you poke your big straw through it. No, we went for lunch because they serve food at this place also. Um, that's that's pretty good, and uh, they serve the the uh, the bubble tea in like a like a milkshake glass, kind of with a <gasps> foot, I think. Oh, I love that. That feels really right. But to I bet me. if you get it to go, it's it's in a plastic cup with the with the cellophane seal. Okay. 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 Well, let's. I'm very curious about the history of this because I know nothing about it. Okay. So please help me. I went in expecting this to be like a really murky and contested history. And it is a little bit, but not as much as I expected. So some of what I'm going to, I'm going to go through comes from an article in the Taipei Times by Edward Jones, which we'll link to in the show notes and some from Wikipedia. Okay. So first of all, the term bubble tea predated the term boba and to this day, like bubble tea can refer to any drink that any ice drink that you get at a boba shop because the bubbles refer to the bubbles from shaking the drink, not the boba pearls. What? Is it shaken? 
So, yeah, so you, you're supposed to shake it yourself. That's, that's the point of the cellophane seal. You get, you get the, I mean, not everybody likes to shake it. Everybody has what? like their own order and their own way of doing it. But the basic idea is you, you order your iced boba drink. It comes with a seal, so it's safe to shake yeah. it. Okay. You, you like invert it and shake it so that it's to cool it and then start drinking. Oh. And cool it and aerate it a little. I had no idea. Okay. When you get boba, do you do this? Always. I am absolutely stupefied. I had no idea. Okay. Right. Okay. Wow. Go on. I'm already, I'm doing so much learning. Okay. And of course, of course, like nowadays, if you say bubble tea in, in the U.S., people, people assume probably there's going to be boba involved and that's fine. Okay. Words change. Okay. Uh, the term boba, probably everyone knows this by now, refers to big breasts. And what? By extension- Wait, I didn't know this <laughs> So this was like Taiwanese slang that like first referred to like, you know, boobs and then and then referred to like, you know, anything round by extension. And so like, do you want some boba in this tea? We're all just walking around saying like big boob tea. I so from the the impression that I got from reading a bunch of stuff is that like this this meaning has like, you know, fallen out of like current slang in Taiwan. And like now, if you say it, people will really only think of tapioca pearls. Is that how like in in American English? You know, you say knockers and we all just think of like the thing you door bang knockers. on a door with. Yeah, I think. Yeah. <laughs> like that, that that might be some slang that like, you know, your grandma's grandma would have used. OK, OK. Um, <laughs> and so this definitely originated in Taiwan. Yeah, we, we can go back to the slang like throughout the episode if you want. It oh, is it is pretty great. Thanks for giving me permission to make dumb jokes. Yeah. Thanks. Um, it uh, bubble tea definitely originated in Taiwan, and there are two shops that claim to have invented it: Chun Shui Tong in Taichung and Hanlin Tea Room in Tainan. And it was invented in the mid '80s and became popular throughout Taiwan in the late '80s, and then internationally in several waves starting in the late '90s. Okay. Um, so I think that's when I remember it first appearing in Seattle. I think I probably first tried it like during the e-gullet era, like early 2000s. That seems right for me, too. I mean, I moved here during that era. Yeah. So, yeah. So the Hanlin Tea Room claims that it invented boba in 1986. Chun Shui Tong claims that they invented it in 1987. Uh, they sued the heck out of each other, uh, but neither was able to establish the uh, inter- intellectual property rights. So no one got the patent and anyone can make boba and call it whatever they want. I'm really disappointed that they sued each other. I, I just thought that that suing people for dumb things was was like an American was thing? a purely American thing to do. But I think there was a lot of money on the line. Okay, so, so. it wasn't a dumb thing. I get um, it. Well, I don't know. I mean, it is still kind of dumb. Okay. All right. Go on. And so, like, the why did they start making this? Like, where did the idea come from? It's clear that that boba tea is related to other like jellied tea drinks that go back like well over a hundred years, and in particular, probably to um, uh, like chendol or sometimes called sendol, which is uh, like a Malaysian Singapore. Korean drink um, mm-hmm. that is tea with grass jelly, which is uh, it's it's another starchy thing that you could put in your in your tea. And is it purely a textural thing? I mean, how did people come to start making jelly teas? That's a good question. So I think it was probably like a textural and and like nutritional thing, like like not not in terms of like micronutrients, but like in terms of like adding some like bulk and calories to to this beverage. Okay. Um, and also just people like the texture. Okay. Um, yeah. And so like this is the, these these particular textures and particularly like putting them in drinks is something that's really associated with like maritime Southeast Asia. 
So like like oh. Malaysia, Singapore, Taiwan, Philippines. Okay. Um, that there is like a huge appreciation for for like uh, jellied and and other like you know chewy textures and combining mm-hmm. that with drinks. Um, and so that goes back a really long way because like the idea of like something starchy that you can boil and it gels something up is not new. Right. And so like making making a jelly like a grass jelly and like you know cutting into cubes or just kind of crushing it up and putting it into your tea would not would not have been like a great leap. Okay. Okay. Um, but then taking you know figuring out like okay we can uh, we can take these tapioca balls and do the same thing and like this is going to be the hit drink that was a Taiwanese innovation. Okay. Got it. Got it. So what is boba? I mean, so there's there's bubble tea, which was the original term, but that just had to do with like this shaking and aerating of a tea drink. Right. And then there's boba, which is like the the round chunky stuff, the the chunky stuff. Okay. so what is boba today? Okay, so there's two components. Obviously, there's the tea and there's the tapioca pearls. Okay. so the. The basic tea that you would uh, order, like, you know, first, you know, you order your favorite one, of course, but like like the classic tea at any boba shop is milk tea. And what that means usually is so it's easy to find. Like if you look for online for like how to make boba shop style milk tea, you will find lots of people saying like, I tried to make this and it didn't taste anything like I had at the boba shop. And Mm -hmm. it's because they kind of tried to make it too good. And I don't mean any of this in like a derogatory way at all, but like your basic milk tea at a boba shop is made with really cheap tea leaves like Lipton tea bags or instant tea, non-dairy creamer, simple syrup and water. And that is delicious. And it's delicious. Yeah. And it's particularly like I think the non-dairy creamer is a big part of what people like about the milk tea at a boba shop. Not all of them do that. Some use real milk. Some use like a combination of, of like half and half and milk, uh-huh. um, although that sounds expensive. But uh, the, you know, it's that Does the it give thickness. It? I was going to yeah. say, I think of a certain viscosity. Yes. Okay. Great. Um, right. So you can also order lots and lots of different flavors of tea at any boba shop, of course, which is lots of fun. Um, the most popular ones these days, aside from milk tea, uh, tend to be taro, which uh, I've, I've had it a bunch of times. And I think my, my impression is that people mostly order it because they love like the purple color. How do they get the taro in there? Is it like powdered? It's powdered. Yeah. Okay. Um, okay. Like. Is it is it like a big hit of taro flavor? I don't mm. think so. Yeah, I haven't but, uh, found it to be. But I do like it because because I like purple things. And then the other the other most popular one these days is brown sugar milk tea, which usually contains no tea. It's milk and brown sugar syrup. Oh, I didn't realize that June has gotten the brown sugar milk yeah. tea. The first time I had that was in Japan at a place that was known for that. I think really pre- pretty much only served that, and it was fantastic. Oh my god, I bet that could be really caramelly yeah. and delicious. Okay. Okay, so let's talk about the pearls. Mm. Wow, am I talking a lot on this episode? No, please, no, go on. Okay, so the boba pearls are typically 5 to 10 millimeters in diameter, so bring your calipers. Uh, and made from tapioca starch. Uh, and you uh, you often see like a choice of white or black pearls. The black pearls are by far the more, more popular, but uh, most shops also have white pearls. Oh, they have added brown sugar. That's what makes them dark in color, the yeah. black pearls. Okay. Okay. Um, yeah, and the white ones are just pure cooked tapioca starch. Got it. And they're also flavored pearls, which I've seen occasionally, but I don't know if I've ever tried. Mm-hmm. So here's here's a description from Wikipedia on how to make 
tapioca pearls. Quote, to create pearls, tapioca flour, also known as tapioca starch, is mixed with boiling water until a kneadable consistency is achieved. The dough is cut and rolled into a spherical shape. One method of achieving the correct shape is called the gongsor method. The starch is inserted into a long cylindrical twill cloth bag and a jerking motion is used to toss the starch lumps back and forth. The lumps will become more firm and gain a more spherical shape. Spherical? <laughs> the process mm. is repeated until the pearls have roughly become the desired size. Afterward, the pearls will be sorted according to size. Hold up. This cannot be how it's made. It's, if no, I'm sure Boba, this is now it's made industrially, but doesn't it sound great? It does sound like great. Like you put you put some like goo in a bag and shake it around <laughs> and then like different sizes of balls come out. That's so cool. Like it's a magic trick that then you get to drink. I remember you and December once made um, udon noodles yes. or ramen noodles at udon. home. Udon, okay, because you had to like stomp on the dough. Yeah, uh, you should. <laughs> before December goes off to college, you guys should really make some boba. We could do this. All we need is a twill, a cylindrical twill cloth bag. Yeah, great. Which I'm sure we can get. I'm it. definitely convinced that we're going to get this right the first time. <laughs> <laughs> okay, but so okay. Oh, ye of little but faith. Then, but then there are these things called. Popping boba and June explained this differentiation to oh, me. Oh, please! They Tell- have like this thin. It seems like a very molecular gastronomy it thing. Uh, it, it has this like thin membrane, so it looks almost like a tapioca pearl. But when you bite into it, the membrane like pops, Ruptures. and inside is like a flavored goo. Yeah, so so they they are a molecular gastronomy thing. They're made exactly like you know like spherified fruit whatever Mm -hmm. that you would get at a fancy place Mm -hmm. um you know it's made with sodium alginate or whatever that is and uh with yeah with like a thickened fruit syrup inside i don't think i've tried them have you i have because june let's see the last time we got boba june got half like black pearls and half popping boba oh nice and i like in the same drink in the same drink nice and i tried one Oh, so this was at like the self serve. This was okay. at the self serve. We're going to talk about this. I haven't been to this place. Okay, so so okay, like w- okay. one more th- like one more thing about about the pearls. Then then we'll talk about like boba shops. Mm-hmm. The the pearls are sold in a dried rectangular block. Which if you've never seen them like for sale, like at Awajamaya, like I was very surprised at how they look like what they look like before they're prepared because they're mm. they're like a gray brick kind of. Okay, and then they need to be cooked and cooled before serving in order to rehydrate them and. And uh, like this is considered like, you know, how you how you test out like a good boba shop. Like is the do they have the right texture of pearls? Because if they're undercooked, they will be impossible to chew. And if they're overcooked, they'll be mushy and clumped together. Having said that, I haven't noticed a big difference like, you know, texture between different boba shops. I think probably it's a pretty standardized process at this point. Mm -hmm. That makes sense. This episode is brought to you by Town Place Suites by Marriott. Whether you're traveling for work, need a place to stay while your home is being remodeled, or maybe you're just enjoying a relaxing week away, well, Town Place Suites by Marriott has all the comforts of home. Yeah, so they've got a full kitchen. Uh, they've got, you can borrow appliances. Like if you want a blender or a slow cooker while you're traveling, you can borrow it, no charge. <laughs> uh-huh. So like you could invite your friends or your coworkers over for like a post-meeting drink. You can bring your pet 
totally allowed. Oh, I love this. Oh, I see. They even have special pet items you can use. And they have the built-in alpha closet system. Nothing makes me happier (laughs) when I am traveling and I have like a place to put away my clothes. Mm -hmm. Molly has seen what happens when I don't have a place to put away my clothes. Nobody wants to see that. Nobody, nobody. Yeah, so like a whole closet system where I can really like unpack for reals. I am down. Well, this is made for you then. And this is Town Place Suites by Marriott. Town Place Suites by Marriott has all the amenities you need to feel at home during your stay. Find the comforts of home at Town Place Suites. Go there with Marriott Bonvoy. Hey, Keurig coffee drinkers. Did you know that the bold, smooth taste of Dunkin' Cold Coffee can be brewed in your Keurig coffee maker and enjoyed at home? Dunkin's Cold K-Cup pods were crafted to be brewed hot and enjoyed cold. And of course, they're packed with the Dunkin' flavor you crave. Brew over ice and sip in seconds. Because the home with Dunkin' is where you want to be. So, I, well, I wanted to mention this self-serve boba Please. place. So I think it's the first self-serve boba to open in Seattle. All right, yeah. I, what's it called? It's called Boba Up. Okay. And uh, it's in the U District. It is in one of those those storefronts where you walk down a few stairs. Yeah. So it feels very, it almost feels very Tokyo to yeah. me. Like it felt a little bit like going into, um, remember when we went into this cotton candy place in Harajuku? Cotton candy place Maybe in Harajuku. Maybe you weren't with us that I don't day. remember that. Anyway. Okay. So you go in and you stop at a cash register right inside the door and you say what size you want. Okay. And if you want, you can get like an elaborate sort of uh, drink with a name like they have yeah. behind the, the cash register on a menu. But what most people do is, you know, you say, I want a regular size regular and they give you a cup and then they give you uh, like a, a plastic glove to put on. <laughs> Because Kova, Kova. <laughs> <laughs> go to the Kova shop. Yeah, <laughs> you don't want to get Kova with your boba. Um, anyway, then you uh, you walk through. It's like going to Menchies or something. Yeah, yeah, you know? that's how I'm envisioning it. Uh, you you start at the end with the pearls. And I assume you just like reach in with your plastic glove and just pick up. Yeah. Yeah. No. So the pearls are there. Uh, there's <laughs> there's black pearls. There's some sort of popping boba. And then there are a lot of jellies, more jellies than pearls. So when you said self, self-service, self I assumed they were going to give you a bag and some goo and you have to shake it. Yeah, exactly. That's right. It takes a really long time. Okay. No, uh, it's like a little salad bar with a sneeze guard. Sure. But the, the thing I have noticed is they keep the, the black pearls off to the side on like a little rolling cart and they're in like a like a six pan. What's what's a six pan? It's a certain size pan in restaurant service. Okay. Like a small um, but deep metal pan. Yeah. Okay. And they bring them out and they're still hot. Oh, interesting. They're still hot. So they're making them. I, I think like you have to make them throughout the day because once they've been once they've been made, they don't hold very long, like yeah. a couple hours maybe, but not longer than that. So they're not under the sneeze guard with all the others or they haven't been the couple okay. of times I've gone. Anyway, so you take a scoop of that. Strangely, the ice machine is is beyond that. Is that uh-huh. normal you, that you would get the boba first and yeah. then the ice? I think so cuz like the ice gets gets put in at the top. Oh, okay. Well, the way it works there is there's the the boba and jellies area. Then there's the ice machine and there's a little thing telling you roughly how much ice to put in. Okay. And then there is like a crazy array of different numbers of teas and things. 
in those dispensers with like a rotating wheel inside and a clear plastic vessel. So you can see the liquid in there and there's signs hanging from the ceiling and you basically just go up and put your cup underneath whichever one you want. And it's a dizzying array. I have only ever gotten like the basic milk tea. Yeah. Anyway, you mentioned, well, you'll talk about this in a minute, but you like to get like the sweetness level at like a certain percentage. Uh And I haven't noticed, I've noticed that at Boba Up, you can add extra syrup if you want at the end, but I have not seen like a lower sweetness variety of, maybe it's there and I just How would you rate the sweetness of the basic milk tea? Uh, it's sweet, but not the sweetest I've had. Okay, because I'm guessing probably their basic is like what you would, they would call a 50% okay, at a, at a non-self-service shop, and then you can like additionally sweeten it. This is just a guess. Then at the end of that, there's another little counter with a person working behind it. You hand them your full cup, and they do the seal on top of it and give you a straw. But it's always overwhelming. Yeah. <laughs> it's really hard to choose. And there's a part of me that wonders, so I haven't had boba that somebody else has assembled for me in in a while. And I always wonder if I'm getting the right amount of ice, even though they roughly Mm. indicate like... I, I don't know if I'm getting the right proportions. Well, I don't I don't think there is a right amount because like some people like theirs with no ice and like so okay, okay. so I I've been going to the two places in my neighborhood recently and it, you know I'm I'm probably like generalizing some things based on two boba shops that are not in the U district so it's not the epicenter of Seattle boba and mm. certainly not the world epicenter of no, boba no but. Both of them use like an iPad ordering system, Mm -hmm. which uh, like I guessing is partly like a social distancing thing, but also partly like I imagine because there are so many things on the menu, like it would get really frustrating to like have to like negotiate an order with a customer because there are just so many choices. Yeah. Like, did you mean this one or this one? Just like tell the computer. I always think that way at Starbucks when somebody's like, I want a half calf with a with vanilla syrup, no whip. Bloop, bloop, beep, bop. Couple, yeah, a couple of bloops of syrup. Yeah. <laughs> okay. Um, and so I, I always like ordering on a computer. Like, um, it feels feels like I'm talking to a friendly robot who's going to make me a drink. Mm-hmm. Um, but uh, to be clear, the humans make the drinks. Okay. Um, like, once you've chosen, like, your flavor of tea, then there are options for, like, you know, what what do you want in it? Like, you know, do you want, like, the, the standard black pearls or do you want, uh, like, a popping pearl or grass jelly, jelly or uh, coffee jelly or, or something like that? Or, or no add-ins. That's totally fine, too. And then you choose your sweetness level, which, which can range from, like, zero to 100% and, and go, like, you know, zero, 30, 50, 80, 100, something like that. Mm-hmm. And I usually get 50%. Okay. Because um, I find the the standard 100% way too sweet for me. Okay. And then the amount of ice. And I like regular ice. And Teenager of the Show December likes half ice. Okay. So well, is regular ice, like, how much would you say? It's it's definitely less than, like, you know, if you order, like, a fountain drink. Yeah. And, like, let the person – it's not, in like, a non-self-serve fountain drink and let the person at the movies or whatever, like fi- – put ice in the cup like, it's less you, than that can you move your straw around freely Absolutely. with all the ice yes. okay and so does does december prefer half ice because they want more tea or because they don't want it that cold or because they don't want it to get watered down that's a good question i should have asked them i don't know okay i'm guessing i'm guessing watered down yeah 
Fair. That's my guess. Okay. And then, oh my God, I have never known. So you literally shake the cup like vertically, not I, just like a little, little rabbit I, side I like, to side. I no, invert it a couple of times. Before you poke the straw. Before in. I poke the straw. Okay. If I did that after I poked the straw, they would kick me out of the shop and put, <laughs> put a picture of me up by the cash register like, don't let this idiot anywhere near our shop. I had no idea I was supposed to invert it. Okay, okay. But I do, okay. I just, I was just remembering a story that I've like blocked out for years, which is that one of the first times I got boba, uh, maybe the first time actually, I like peeled the cellophane yes! off and stuck my straw in. And, uh, and were they like, like you, monster? Yeah. The person like came over and explained to me. Oh my god. So yeah. is that how you learned you're supposed to shake it? Probably. Okay. Yeah. Okay. Okay, so what is your and you do you usually get just regular milk tea? Yeah, that's my favorite. Okay. Yesterday I I went to Timeless Tea down the street from me and I got the coffee milk tea which I'd been wanting to try, which is it, it has both coffee and tea. Mm. Um do you taste both? You taste both. It took a, that took a little getting used to. I did end up enjoying it. I am going to go back to the regular milk tea next time. Okay. And how big are like how big a cup do you get? Cuz they're always it's quite large. Yeah, I'm glad you asked. Like I realized yesterday that I was talking to my family about a meal that we had once enjoyed in Tokyo, and I was saying that I remembered the food as being, like, not that great. And realizing – and they were both very surprised by this because they thought the food was great, just like every other place we've been in Tokyo. And I realized that what I meant was they served me more food than I could eat, and that makes me uncomfortable. And I have the same experience with boba because – I, I prefer timeless tea because they're they're regular size or they have a small size that's like a little smaller than the regular super tall size. Mm-hmm. It's still too much for me and I still don't like that, but it's less like totally over the top. Okay. Um so like I wish there was like a like I could order like a baby boba and they would they could charge me the same price and it would be fine. <laughs> um this is but, like it's like I, I love that Wendy's makes like a kid's frosty. McDonald's makes like a, a kids or a snack size yeah. McFlurry. I really appreciate these things. Even oh, yeah. though actually, I would absolutely order those things. Actually, over time, like now when we get McFlurries, which is not infrequently, I always get a small. Like I've sized up. I've sized I've, up from, from yeah, yeah. Snack size to small. Yeah, you're growing I, up. I'm growing up. Yeah, yeah. Just a just a big big kid in the world. Yeah. yeah. All right. Did you have one of those big wheels? <laughs> no, but I definitely rode a lot of those in the day. <laughs> Me too. God, those are sick. Yeah, I got do, a lot of big wheel injuries. Do you remember uh, once on the show when we talked about how nice it would be if there were like giant people who could like just yes, pick us up I and do. cuddle us, you know, like as though we were like big adult babies? Yeah. I think it'd be really nice if there were like giant big wheels. Yes. You know, Hot Wheels. Big I mean, it's wheels? sort of like ATVs, but like, you mean like not motorized? Not motorized. Yeah. <laughs> you okay. still got to pedal and it's going to make okay. a lot of noise. I like, oh, those things are so loud, like so the plastic loud. wheels against yes. the pavement. Yes. Yeah. Okay. <laughs> and, then, and sooner or later, the wheels would get big holes in them. Yes. <laughs> and you'd have to throw it out. Yeah. <laughs> okay. Um, so what are some... I thought I mean, you were going to some... say they should make a boba cup so big you can bathe in it. Oh, I mean, I do think that there would be worse things than like lowering yourself into like that kind of like the the boba. I mean, I think I'd get Uh, a wicked yeast infection. Sure. But (laughs) but I do think like in terms of like sensations, it'd be really nice. Like pulling boba out of various crevices. (laughs) No, no. But the boba would be big. It would be to scale. Oh, I, I see. Yeah. 
It would oh, be yeah, bigger like Boba. That. Like a ball pit. Like, yeah. Go taking Boba back to its original meaning. <laughs> okay. Like, like a Boba ball pit. Yep. Okay. So there are always a lot of other tea flavors available, right? I mean, you and I are, are pretty, you know, pretty pretty basic bitches. We, yeah, yeah, yeah. In that we just get the, the milk tea. Yeah. So what are some other options? I was I was looking at the menu at Timeless Tea, and uh, these are just some of the things on the menu. Okay. Uh, okra lemon tea, red bean pomegranate fruit tea, mm-hmm. milk cream four season green tea, milky black sesame with waffle. Wow. I don't know what that means, but that is the next thing I'm going to order. Ooh, purple rice milk purple tea. Purple rice milk tea okay. and peach gum fresh milk. And I had to look up what peach gum was, and it is the sap of the peach tree that's made, made into like little morsels. I wonder if it has a peach flavor or any, I, yeah, or I'm even really, like an really almondy kind of flavor, it. right? Because because of peach pits or yeah, I yeah, I don't <gasps> That's know. That's really interesting. Um, okay, so like yeah, like just it's still even though like you know boba is no longer like a new thing at all, like it still feels very exciting to me <laughs> to go to the boba place, even if I don't even order anything interesting. I really wish we could. go. I know. Oh, wow. Some, okay. Sometime soon. Okay. Um, oh, I forgot to mention, a. Uh, there's this product. Did I already talk about this on the show? There's this product they sell at Timeless Tea that we tried one time, which is a uh, a dog cheesecake that is, is a... Designed for dogs? No. It's it's uh, formed, it is in the form of a very realistic bulldog. <laughs> and uh, it's available in like original <laughs> cheesecake flavor or chocolate, I think. Wait, it, is, does it stand up on four legs? No, it's it's like a like a like a bulldog like a face? sleepy sleepy bulldog lying down lying bulldog. down bulldog. Okay, and so and so like oh we've got to try this. This is going to be funny, and like eating it is very disturbing <laughs> because you're like I'm like I'm gonna have to just go in and get this get this process underway and eat the face of this cute dog. <laughs> <laughs> and I did, and it was tasty, and we're never getting it again. Okay. Wow. That is fascinating. <laughs> it was really funny. Oh, my God. Okay, hold on. Can we talk about the actual eating of the boba? Yeah, yeah, yeah. So when you are drinking boba, when you are eating boba, it's an eating and drinking experience. It's an eating and drinking experience. Do you want boba in, like, every straw suck? I, every straw I think full? I do. I want to get, like, two or three in every suck. Okay, Okay. That's my goal in okay. life. Okay. And, you know, I know that you say you don't always finish it or you often don't finish yeah. it. Do you leave tea behind? Do you leave boba? Do you leave an equal amount of each? Do I you... think I kind of leave both. Yeah. Okay. Okay. Yeah. Like, like, is it is it like proportionally the same as when I started? I don't know. We'd have to get out the calipers again. <laughs> okay. Or the centrifuge, maybe. Yeah, the centrifuge. Okay. Oh, something important that I learned that uh, there's a public service announcement that I forgot to even put on the agenda, but it's really important. Do not try to put boba down your garbage disposal. <laughs> It does not work at all. What does it just gum stuff up? It just gum stuff up, and then you have to like get in there with your fingers <gasps> and dig out like a ball after ball that's that's wedged no, in there. No, oh, yes. no, no, no. Did you run plenty of water with it? Do you mean you mean do I know how to use a garbage I think disposal? I look. You are looking so indignant right now. I think you forgot to run the water. I ran all the water, gallons. Okay, fine. Like our yeah, our next water bill was five thousand dollars, and it and there was a note on it that said you put boba in the garbage disposal, didn't you, dumbass? I don't have a garbage disposal anymore, so this yeah, is fine. not it's my not, problem. It's not a very useful thing. 
So there there are boba spin-off products like you can get like, you know, boba in a cake or that sort of thing. The one that seems to be a real big hit that I have tried um, and is very good are the um, the brown sugar boba ice cream bars. Oh, tell these? me like what what's the format here? It's it's uh, you know, it's like an ice cream bar on a stick mm-hmm. um, and uh, like a, it looks kind of like a fudgesicle, but with, like with the, the brown sugar syrup swirl and like a few uh, boba pearls in each bar. But they're frozen. Yeah, but like they they like soften enough to be chewable pretty quick. Oh, that sounds really nice. Yeah, they're really where, really where good. Do you, where do you buy these? They sell them at Costco. I think they sell them like at QFC now. It's it's become a really popular product. I think. Wow. Like okay. For, for a while, like I would see them only at Awajimaya, but not anymore. Good to know. Okay. Well, they this definitely was... have them at M two M, which I'm going to go to after we record today. Oh, of course you are. Of course you are. I wish I could go. <laughs> okay. Um. Anyway, Matthew. Do you have a now but wow for us this week? I do have a now but wow. And this one is going to be so simple. For the person who said we recommend too many books and they can't keep up, this this one's going to take you six minutes. Uh, friend of the show, question mark, we wish. Uh <laughs> Uh, Japanese Breakfast. <laughs> Michelle Zauner was on uh, Saturday Night Live. Uh, this it's this uh, little like improv comedy sketch comedy show. Yeah, maybe you've um, heard of it. And uh, you can you can watch it free on YouTube. It was incredible, and there is a gong involved. <gasps> really? Like a, fl- a a gong that is like bedecked with flowers and lights up. It, it was an incredible performance. Also, you know the reason we say friend of the show question mark is that we had Michelle on the show. Oh once. yeah, yeah. Uh huh. Not that long ago, even was it? like a year ago um yeah i think yeah it was it was 2020 maybe no, no. it was 2021 okay anyway guys, it was like right right when uh when crying in h mart came out right before right yeah. before yeah uh anyway guys look it up uh i think it was a like a korean rice cakes episode yes Is that's that right? actually what i need to get at m2m today perfect all right well um, uh, congratulations on your success michelle i feel uh, like you don't you don't have to be a friend of the show, but we still claim you. Right. It's it's as if we had had like Bradley Cooper on the show while he was on Alias, and <laughs> and then like forever could say we had Bradley Cooper on the show. Yeah. We have not had Bradley Cooper on the show, but we would. Let's see who else we can get on the show right before they make it big. Because okay, then we can we can claim their success as our own. That's true. Like who who's going to make it big next? I hear I'm hearing a lot about this Harry Styles. Oh. <laughs> I yeah. think I think he might have what it takes. Yeah, I think he might too. Harry, call us. <laughs> okay, yeah. Uh, we've been doing all this late night talking about everything you want until the <laughs> I haven't morning. listened to the album yet. Okay. I was gonna I was gonna try and get Remember to listen to it today. Okay. Yeah, call call Molly on her on her uh, personal number. It's uh two oh six uh five 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 boba. Uh all right. <laughs> and by that I mean big breasts. <laughs> uh-huh. Uh, and our producer is Abby Circatella. And you can rate and review us wherever you get your podcasts. You can hang out with other people who like the show virtually at uh, reddit.com slash r slash everything spilled milk. Maybe someone from there is about to make it big. Maybe. Let us know if you're about to make it big. If you feel like you're on the cusp of something. Maybe maybe uh, moderator Young Benz is about to really have a breakout hit. Yes. Okay. All right. Well, uh, thank you for listening to Spilled Milk. Uh, the show that if you if you put us in a sack and you shake us all up, then we come out and we're pearls. I'm Matthew Hamster Burton. I'm Molly Weisenberg.
about a garbage disposal in a long time. Oh, I use it every day. Truly a, a, like a kitchen gadget that I never use. It's not important. Hey, Keurig coffee drinkers. Need a cold coffee with a bold flavor? Dunkin' Cold K-Cup pods were specially crafted for cold coffee. Brew over ice straight out of the Keurig coffee maker for smooth, delicious Dunkin' taste you know and love. Find your next Dunkin' Cold coffee in the roasted coffee aisle.